Oh, thank you, Jan. That turns me on, that kind of music. Yeah, I guess I just come from that old-fashioned swirl of music that just touches your soul. And when you put that kind of a, a fingering on it and a inspiration on it and a spirit like that, thank you, Janet Lee. So hello, everybody. Well, I hope you get used to my different microphone set here today. Uh, one that I've been using is sort of on the kapachi. The kapachi means that it's not working just properly. So we're getting by with this. This is not as convenient because I have to sort of look over it at it to get look over it to get at my notes. But today, today is interesting in the word. And that's not that the other teachings have not been, but this particular day, we are, wow, we're going to dig deep. Okay, so get your ears open. He that hath an ear, let him hear. And be careful how that you do hear. So, all right. <clears throat> well, there are some very important things that God's people, if they want to really learn the Holy Manifest Revelation as given to me by Gabriel, there are some points that you, you need to get into. And, and one of those points is that you need to understand this thing about the, um, the number of the angels. Because uh, without understanding the number of the angels, you can't just get uh, the story straight. So in Revelations 5.11, it, uh, it talks about uh, the, um, you know, the number of the angels. And it gives an equation, you know. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands or thousands times thousands. And on page 145 of the Seven Thunders Speak Manifest Chronicles before Genesis, uh, it tells the story of what the, the meaning of this is. And uh, it breaks it down anyway save a lot of time because I've preached this and min ministered on this before, it shows that those figures, when properly put into the, the, the factors and the signs and steps that, that produce those factors, that it equals one trillion angels. So that is number one. You have got to understand. You have got to know that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are out there listening and you do not have the seven thunders speak uh, Manifest Chronicles before Genesis book. Uh, I don't know how to get you up the road. Without that, is is you just don't have the, you know, the paperwork. You don't you don't have the information. Uh, this this book is so thick of information that <clears throat> you can read it five times and and still be like you're beginning to read it again. Uh, it is just it is just full of information. And it, it tells you, like, the, the name symbols of the different uh, angelic numerations. Like, one flash equals one angel. One link is ten angels. A cell is a hundred angels. A dorm is a thousand angels. A legion is ten thousand angels. A host is a hundred thousand angels. A tro is, is ten million angels. Uh, it, it just goes on like that. A tro wheel uh, is a thousand million, which is a billion, and an alpha wheel is one hundred billion, and a biome wheel uh, is a wow, one million million, one thousand billion, which is a trillion angels. 
And you need this book. You got to get this book if you haven't got it. I'm not trying to sell books. I rarely mention it, but I mean, it's so important. Then the other thing you need to know is uh, on page 77, and that was page 145, but on page 77, there is the revelation about the six dimensions. And you have, you know, the three dimensions, like um, length, width, and height. Those are physical dimensions. Uh, but each one of those dimensions has a counter dimension. And these counter dimensions are sort of uh, <clears throat> something different. I mean, they, they, they have a physical side to them, but they also have a spiritual side to them. And uh, they're, it's very, very important because uh, they help to understand the interval uh, teachings that we do. Um, they help to understand physical infinity and spiritual infinity. And that's on page 77, uh, the six dimensions chart. You, you know, you just need this kind of stuff so that, uh, you know, you can keep ahead and know where you're going. Okay. And then it helps if if you know a little bit about numbers. You know, it's, you don't have to be a mathematician or an Einstein. But, you know, um, you, you need to know, like, we're, we use the U.S. Uh, number system so that a thousand has three zeros, a million has six zeros. A billion has nine zeros. A trillion has 12 zeros. A quadrillion has 15 zeros. A quintillion has 18 zeros. A sextillion has 21 zeros. A septillion has 24 zeros. And an octillion has 27 zeros. So it's, you know, uh, take a little bit of time to know something. You know, don't ever let your own self tell you that that you are not totally capable and very smart and and uh, able to know all these things. Then, and and as we get into more and more about this time gate, as we are today speaking um, this Sunday on the um, part fifteen of the of the Whisper of Satan, and uh, this uh, part fifteen of the Whisper of Satan is uh, got some very deep things. Um, but we talked here in the last week too, and of course we've mentioned this before. When we're in Genesis, uh, we get into the aspect, you know, uh, in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens, and we get into the use of God, all the terms of God, all the way through chapter one into the um, uh, fourth verse of uh, chapter two, our Elohim. But as soon as you get into to chapter two, verse four. Uh, then you get into a, a, a different setting of of of, of the God. Uh, it's not Elohim. It's the Lord God, which is Yahweh. They used to say Jehovah, and uh, so we'll we'll touch about that just a little bit more. But it's right in your Bibles, and you can see it. And and so we we get into these um, these uh, these six days of creation, and the seventh day, and so forth. Now, um, a lot of people are big into the Sabbath, but they don't really know what the Sabbath means, you know, and the, and the people have not come into the understanding of the Sabbath. And that's why uh, even in the days of Paul, uh, the people that were followers, uh, both Jews and Christians of the idea of the Sabbath did not know what the Sabbath really meant. And therefore, they were not really uh, giving uh, the due meaning uh, and significance to the Sabbath. And uh, 
You know, I've done teachings on it. I'm not going to do a teaching on it today. Just making the point that Paul said they had not entered into the rest. Even in, in his day, they had not entered into the rest that the Sabbath uh, had. And he says that's why there had to be a, a, a you know continuum of the Sabbath because the Sabbath they'd had before never really gave them a rest. And the Sabbath they had after still never gave them a rest. They continuously not get rest, and therefore it's the Sabbath really isn't doing the job of, of what people are expecting it to do because the true meaning and significance of it is not what uh, they expect. It's something quite different. And so uh, it's important then to, to get into that. Now, in the first chapter then is we're in the Elohim. The word Elohim is a plural meaning, and it means gods. Not only does it, does it mean that in a significant way as it is being used in the contextual aspect, uh, but, but um, it is uh, important that it is used in the contextual aspect that way. Otherwise, it doesn't uh, fulfill the correlation between uh, the scriptures in the first chapter uh, to some of the individual chapter uh, verses. So um, we see that, uh, you know, that, that uh, we have in the 26th verse, and God said, let us make man in our image. And some people say, well, that's talking about the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, you know. So uh, in other words, uh, let us make man in our they're trying to include that as being the Holy Ghost. So they got, um, they got uh, you know, um, people being made in the image of the Holy Ghost. That's almost blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. I mean, that is not what the Bible is teaching. That is not what it's saying. It's not saying we're, we're made in the image of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> First off, the ultimate God and the Holy Ghost are invisible, and we are not made invisible. So that is not what it is saying that is not what the teaching is but it is plural and and it is the elohim the gods the god said and so in the beginning uh it, when it teaches in the beginning god created the heavens and earth it's really in the beginning the gods created the heavens or the heaven and the earth and heaven also later turns into heavens uh you know because it, the first heaven that is mentioned here is actually about the um the, the, what is called the firma, uh, firmament in the eighth verse, and and it's talking about the atmospheres. There's several atmospheres, and you've got the heavens right there. Uh, those are a uh, totally different, distinct thing uh, than some of the other heavens, like the heavens of that are in space, the heavens that are around other planets, and then the paradisical kind of heavens. Uh, th those all have different intense uh, magnitudes of, of meaning, and we have to understand that. Then we get into the one through six days, and we explained that uh, we are in star time. And, uh, and this star time is, is very well explained uh, in the 14th verse of the first chapter of Genesis. And God said, or the Elohim said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs, for seasons, for days, and for years. So here we have the time gate. So when we talk about the sun, as I said several times, we never talk about the sun in millions of years. You always talk about the sun, which is a star, in billions. So we have day one, a billion, day two, a billion, day three, a billion, day four, a billion, because all of the information that is given in those scriptures have to do with the space aspect of stars and 
you know, planets and and uh, satellites like the moon, uh, all that all that type of conversation, one through four is 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 relative and relational to that. So therefore, each of those represent at least a billion years. So then we have you know one two three four four billion uh, years uh, uh, that each day uh, collectively, uh, counting the four, would represent. Then when we get into the fifth day, uh, we show in the teachings of the Holy Manifest, and and there are just dozens and dozens of scriptures to support this, but, um, you know, you just need to get on the Internet and get on the Holy Manifest blogs and all the writings and what I have available, and, and, and also get this book, The Seven Thunders. You've got to have that book if you really want to follow these teachings because you need to refer to that. And and so when we get into the um, uh, you know in, in, into Genesis and 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 we uh, finally get to the point where uh, uh, verse nineteen of chapter one and the evening and the morning were the fourth day, and then we we come to an and in that word an we've taught it you know the meaning it is significantly plenteous of multiple examples of meaning connecting to many different uh, contextual aspirations and potentiations and and mysteries uh and once again <clears throat> the explanation of and is uh, is in the seventh thunder book and god said let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and the fowl that may fly above the earth now here we see that in this new uh, creation day the fifth creation day which we teaches being the longest day of creation because it incorporates a continuum uh, because it is actually Lucifer, the morning star, uh, uh, who's, oper who's off uh, operating out of the office of Yaviel or Yahweh, as some people are used to it being said, and uh, uh, whose office is the morning star office because that is his name, um, the name of Yaviel or Yahweh, whichever one you prefer to use for now. And, and as, so as you begin to get that meaning, begin to get that understanding, uh, you know, and, we, and we'll become to better and better understand how that this fifth day was uh, Lucifer, who was the cherubim, the covering angel, uh, and that was in charge of, of, um, of guardianship, uh, which is the job of the cherubims. And he's, he's, he's a co-archangel, uh, you know, with Gabriel, who is the chief archangel and host, host, Lord of hosts of those of those uh, cherubim angels, and uh, and then he takes over control. Well, you know, um, later it's discovered that there's perfection, imperfection in him. He's not perfect as a as a ophanim as he was as a cherubim, and uh, so uh, one thing brings forth another, but the one thing that is very serious that does come forth as he is, uh, gets the desire that he wants to be over all the stars. He wants to be the type, top guy who is right next to the heart of God, the God of gods, the ultimate uh, I am invisible God. And uh, so then uh, that is something to consider. It's also something to consider because uh, we're going to be into this subject and while we're on these here, uh, when we get into verse 20 and, and, and Elohim um, uh, Lucifer, Lord, said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life. Uh, he begins his creation in the waters. 
and um, <clears throat> uh, the the thing that he also creates out of the waters is the fowl. Uh, the, the, let the waters bring forth the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament. So it says here that the fowl that he created, uh, he created it out of the waters. But we learn later uh, that there is another scripture in Genesis uh, 2 um, and verse 19, and out of the ground the Lord God, now this is the Lord God, this is, this is Yahweh or Yahweh-el, out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air. Now we got a different kind of birds, a different kind of fowl that's being created out of the ground, whereas this group of fowls that was created by Lucifer was created out of the waters. And uh, so it's it's very important to see the distinction of the difference. Uh, even the the top, uh, you know, uh, Babylonians, uh, I call them, <laughs> the, the, the top uh, scholars recognize the two different settings, the settings of, of the E and the settings of the J, they call it. Uh, J now has been turned uh, to not be in J anymore, but because that represents Jehovah, they found that to be uh, an error going way, way back uh, uh, from a German uh, translation that uses J's, but that J didn't exist in the Hebrew at that time, and so that it was actually a Y. So it changed from uh, Jehovah to uh, Yahovah. And uh, so then we've got we've got the the E, which is for Elohim, and we've got the Y, uh, which is for uh, Yahweh or Yahweh, which used to be referred to as uh, J, uh, Jehovah. And um, so then as we begin to see this distinct difference that has been recognized for a long time, that the classic difference that begins in chapter two, verse four. Because up to, to verse, uh, chapter 2 through verse 3, including all of chapter 1, uh, we are talking Elohim. Every time it says God, is Elohim. But as soon as we get in verse 4, it changes, you know, the Lord God. And then you just read it in the second verse and, and, and uh, the third verse and the fourth verse. Uh, 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 well, I, I'm, I, the fourth verse, the fifth verse, the sixth verse, the seventh, the eighth, uh, the ninth, you know, it's just, you know, all, all through there. You keep seeing, you know, uh, uh, the the Lord God and, and you just read it through that whole chapter. So there we have the distinction of two different reports. So we teach that that uh, although the Sabbath is called a rest day and and and, you know, when there's no. Uh, a certain type of work that is to be done, but all the manifestations is supposed to be done by the Spirit. Um, we, we teach that, that uh, Adam was created on the seventh day, uh, that other humans were created on the sixth day, but not Adam. And, and, um, and that's why that was moved over into the creation of the Lord God and not under the creation uh, of Lucifer, Satan, or even of the the other cherubim uh, gods, uh, you know, that it is, is listed. So very, very important to really get this down. It's a big subject. But then as we get then into the, the we've got the, the first day, second day, third and fourth, billion, 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 billion. That's, that, that is, uh, you know, four, four billion. Then we get into um, the, um, um, the, the time of the, the fifth day, uh, which is the 
the day of the creation of Lucifer, and and that uh, goes on for a half a billion uh, half a billion years. It 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 would have and could have gone on for a billion years, but by that time uh, he was found uh, and discovered for what he, some of the things he was doing, and so he was uh, put uh, under a um, suspension of those activations and creations. Uh, but he was not stripped of his title. He was not stripped of, of any of those things. He, they could not do it until there was a meeting of all of the different uh, uh, seven spirits of God, which represent the seven different universes that have produced uh, uh, overcomers that became uh, angels, uh, which are the word really is became messengers of the divine word of of uh, the ultimate I am invisible God. And so those things are so, so, so important. So that gives us four and a half billion years. Now time has gone on since then because it's gone on in the sixth day. And, and what we do find is very interesting, you know, after the end of the fifth, fifth day, the 23rd verse of the first chapter, and beginning with the 24th verse, and the Elohim said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after its kind and creeping thing and, and a beast of the earth after its kind. Now we understand that this is not a new creation right there. This is uh, there being a continuum of, the, of these creatures that already existed during the fifth year or the fifth, pardon me, the fifth um, uh, day, uh, generation day of creation, that uh, time of the 500 million years. And, uh, and, and it is just being said in the 24th verse, uh, let they bring forth the living creature after his kind. So the kind is already there. And, and existing. So this is just a propagation that is continuing of creatures that are already alive, already created, and now being brought forth in a continuum. And that is, is now being stated to be happening on uh, this, this uh, sixth uh, day of creation. Now, the new thing that happens is in verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fishes of the, the fish of the sea and of the fowl of the air, uh, over the cattle, over all the earth and over the ever creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So the new thing here uh, is, and God said, or it's actually Elohim, and the Elohim said, let us make man in our image. These are the Elohim, the seraphims, the cherubims. And uh, when they left the first domain, uh, the, the uh, realm of the invisible God uh, who does not have a physical body is neither a male nor a female. Uh, and they, when they were in the first domain, uh, were also invisible and neither were male nor female, of which Jesus taught that in the resurrection, you will neither be male nor female. And and uh, because he said, you know, you're going to be uh, an overcoming angel. And and so we begin to see all these scriptures coming together. The puzzle just begins to, you know, jig one into the other. So it's, it's quite the beautiful thing when you really see the word of God and, and in its proven case, uh, fact, load of of, uh, of riveting realities that are forensic and and uh, totally uh, uh, supernatural of, of myster mysteries and revelation. OK, so uh, then we we have uh, these these bodies that 
that is being taken, um, made of, is they're after the image of the kind of bodies. They're not as superior. They're not as, as perfect. They're not as advanced. But they're after the order of the, of the kind of bodies that the cherubim, the seraphim, and the ophanim were taking. And, and uh, to come into this universe and to be able to be in contact in a physical way with the physical reality. Now, um, uh, that does not negate the past teachings about the word image meaning plan. Because for every creation, whether it's a body, a house, you know, whatever it is, there has to be a blueprint. And so there, the blueprint idiom is still all right, it's still a fact. There's still, you know, the image is still a a, a, a plan, a blueprint, and the blueprint is then consequently uh, uh, an expression, a magnification uh, of what that blueprint is. And, and in this case, it was bodies that were made to be similar to uh, the bodies that the angels had when they left the first domain and came into the creation of this universe. Okay. So, all of that stuff to sort of get you on board and uh, get you uh, into the, uh, the things of God. So, then uh, last week we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, uh, on my um, uh, letter that I sent out to the people, you know, uh, sort of advising them of um, what we were going to be talking about on this broadcast we uh, we sort of got a little bit into uh, uh, geological expressions, uh, you know, and uh, we want to cover just a few of those things. <laughs> Not taking a lot of time, but I talked about the Paleozoic, uh, um, you know, um, uh, geological time, and um, <clears throat> I want to I want to just breeze through this, uh, you know, for the sake of uh, you know carrying out. Uh, the uh, the the uh, predictions that I made uh, of things that I would be covering. So um, I, I know I'm going a little bit speedier today, and I just ask your patience because I have so much to cover, and it's so important that this gets on tape and gets out. And I thank God for the McDonald's who are who are so faithful in in the work that they're doing so in gigantic, colossal work uh, to write down and put in books uh, and then digitalize all of these uh, teachings that I have done on the broadcast. And uh, so those teachings are important to know. How I worded it in the broadcast was along the line of, um, you know, what is true or what is not true, uh, you know, about aliens. What is true or not true about uh, the existence of human beings during the uh, Paleozoic era prior to the dinosaurs. And I talked about, you know, more and more things were being found to be uh, not of proof. Uh, they were just plain wrong. That is uh, some of the ideas and idioms taught in the evolutionary theory. Um, that it is time for the Latolution revelation uh, to really get out. And it is a true opening of the time gate. And uh, we're into that time gate revelation during these uh, teachings uh, of recent of the, um, you know, uh, manifest teachings of the whisper of Satan. And they're very, very important. So as we get into the consequences of, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, uh, geological ideas. Now, just because I mention these different periods doesn't mean that I specifically and wholeheartedly and totally believe all of these uh, table um, eras, periods, and eons of, of time to be as uh, exactly as they are represented. But, you know, I do give these geologists and scientists uh, and uh, so forth some some credit uh, for being uh, uh, on track uh, to some extent because there are just so many Christians out there that I'm sorry to say are not on track. They're just plain not on, on track at all. And, uh, well, I shouldn't say not at all, but they're on they're off track quite a bit. Okay, so uh, the fossils, uh, fossils, of course, are uh, imprints of uh, animals, and uh, and uh, it could be bugs, fish, it could be all kinds of things that were are left uh, due to some unusual uh, geological happening uh, that leaves their imprint as a record, and um, these imprints can be found in rocks so far, so far. Uh, as far back as 490 million years ago. Now, that's close to a half a billion years. So uh, it's very, very interesting as we start getting into, uh, you know, these kind of, of timetables. And as I go at my galloping speed here, you know, and I go through some of this, uh, it wouldn't freak me out or surprise me if I occasionally... Uh, made a booble mis misquote because of the trying to get this all out and so forth. But um, there are various uh, things, you know, that um, that allowed the processes of uh, fossilizing to take place. Uh, you know, accretions of gas and dust uh, uh, and various other things that just happens on the earth along with mixtures of of chemistries and water and so forth. Uh, but we know that, um, that, um, uh, the geological, um, uh, people that they, they're into the idea of, uh, you know, the uh, earth being around four and a half plus billion years. And, uh, and, and that is, uh, somewhat of a guess, but uh, because, as I said, fossils only go back 490 uh, million years ago. So there's really uh, no solid evidence to establish these, uh, you know, uh, four billion years. But, you know, they, they have uh, some, uh, some put-together ideas that have certain sound uh, aspects to it. And... Um, We'll just leave it there. So the um, uh, the known geological history of the Earth since the Precambrian time, you know, is subdivided into eras and and uh, uh, into periods and into eons and and ages. And uh, so uh, we certainly are going to get into a, a study today of all of that, but. Uh, as we look today at the Paleozoic, uh, you know that in, that includes uh, you know a lot of a lot of happenings, a lot of things occurring, and uh, we uh, we don't want to just uh, breeze over it too fast because it has importance. Now, we also 
want to get in a little bit of understanding on the um, the aspect of population uh, of the world. Um, we're talking about 1,000 billion equals 1 trillion. When we talk about that scripture, I quoted you in the fifth chapter of Revelations of the 1 trillion, 1 trillion Ophanim angels. And, and, uh, and how that that ties in, because that is such a vast amount. That's a, that's a large amount, you know. And, and uh, let's, let's just look at this. The world population reached its first billion in 1804. The world population reached its first billion in 1804. Um, you know, someone would say, well, I think that there was other large uh, numbers of people, maybe millions of people, that lived, uh, you know, way back in time that were wiped out. Well, I don't disagree with you. I think that uh, that that's totally possible. Um, the evolutionists uh, say, but it's not just the evolutionists. It's, you know, some of the scientists say that the Homo sapiens, that's sort of like what we humans are, uh, they first walked the Earth 50,000 years ago. Uh, right now there's a lot going on on the Internet where, they're uh, supposedly discovering, you know, all kinds of uh, uh, of signs uh, uh, on rocks and in the caves and and uh, finds uh, buried in in coal that goes back millions of years and and uh, they're you know coming up with all kinds of ideas that uh, that humankind uh, was alive uh, a long long time ago. Now, world population uh, from, uh, you know, October of 1999, um, like 1.6 billion to 6 billion between 1900 and the year 2000. Um, that, that, that is interesting. And the prediction, you know, is that uh, uh, in, uh, uh, in, 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 uh, 2021 will be up to 8 billion. Uh, on October 31st of 2011, we, we as the Earth reached 7 billion. And then in 2042, um, it's expected that the, uh, the people of the Earth uh, will, um, will be up to uh, 2042, uh, pardon me, uh, they'll be in in the year 2042. They'll be up to seven billion. So in the year 2024, they'll be up to eight billion. And in October 31st of 2011, they were seven billion. And uh, so it you know it it said that uh, something like every 14 years there are changes. Um, you know the the population though, if it continues to increase at just two percent a year. At just two percent a year, uh, then in less than seven hundred years, there would be one person for every square foot of the Earth's surface. In just seven hundred years, with the population just increasing at two percent a year, so it's 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 amazing. And after all, though, in Genesis one twenty eight, God spoke to the humans and said, "Be fruitful and multiply, replenish." fill the earth and subdue it now um they are saying that as more and more humans get on the earth that uh you know it increases the weight of the earth and that the 
total carrying capability of the earth is 5 billion people. And if they get more than 5 billion people, the weight of those billions of people will start to have effect on um, on the earth and and uh, you know its rotations and some of those kind of things. So um uh, you know at 2% increase it would take 135 years to reach that 5 billion people. So I wouldn't get too upset or worried about it. And then people say, well, you know, uh, what's the situation as far as all the dead people and all the people that are alive? Well, you know, for every alive person, there are 15 persons that have died. But even taking the mathematics of, of that, uh, you know, uh, it it just doesn't get any ways near close to this um, uh, trillion uh, ophanims that were cast out of heaven, described in the 12th chapter of Revelations, by the tail of the dragon and cast to the earth. And and so uh, to really understand that, then you have to get in our, to our teachings about in uh, Psalms 90, and I'm going to close here in just a moment here and go, go to the organ, but let me just finish this. Psalms 90 that says that our average lifespan is 70 to 80 years, and Psalms 105 that says that there is a covenant that God has, you know, of a thousand years, and, and that, that, that a thousand years represents one generation. And so we begin to understand that there's going to be 70 to 80,000 uh, generations, uh, and that is going to take that, ladies and gentlemen, even counting the dead that have died and the living that are still to, to live and the people that are alive now, it's going to take all that time before you're going to be able to record that there's been a trillion people on this earth that have to come to this earth and take physical bodies in order to get redeemed. And there's a whole story about that. Okay, for now, we're going to take a break. Janet Lee is at the Baldwin, Oregon.
Again, I thank you, Janet Lee. Oh, what a miserable world it would be without that organ, but more so what a miserable world it would be without you. God bless you, Janet Lee. All right. Okay, so let's keep rolling because we've got to do that. So the fifth generation day that we talk about, you know, in creation, was a, a Luciferian day. And uh, it lasted um, a half a billion years to finish out uh, what would uh, reconcile to half of it being in suspension and the other half of it being in actuality of creative uh, events, uh, making it equivalent to a billion years, but not actually using a billion years because half of it was in suspension. And the fact that this suspension is a carryover of a continuum uh, because that the white throne judgment does not happen for some long time from now, and therefore uh, there cannot be a um, a dismissal uh, that is authentically approved. Uh, there cannot be a um, a judgment that is uh, authentically accepted until the white throne uh, judgment occurs, and that would include uh, as judges all of the seven lords of hosts of the seven prior universes. Okay. So, uh, so many interesting things that, that we are to learn, uh, and we have to continue learning uh, because, uh, you know, no, having a little knowledge of history is not stupid, uh, you know, it's not stupid at all. So, so uh, and then there's, you know, all these different meanings that are worth getting around and knowing, you know, like um, your largest uh, defined unit of time is a, uh, is a sur super eon. But that's one word, S-U-P-E-R-E-O-N, super eon, one word. And it's composed of eons, and eons are divided by eras, which are in turn uh, divided into periods, epics, and ages. So those are interesting things uh, to understand and you know, and you know, how do they how do they know this thing about measuring for almost a half a billion years these these uh you know rocks and the and and uh the the prints that have been left there well uh they use a thing called radiometric dating and so there's several different kinds of methods of dating it's not just one and uh, am i saying that they're 100% correct no i'm not saying that uh i'm saying that uh, that just as the universe is only understood by 90 by by 5% and 95% is not known, 95% uh, of the ocean is not known, 95% of archaeology is not known, uh, you can pretty well be sure that 95% of, ge of uh, geological time is not known. Uh, but, you know, uh, we, we, you have to have a starting place. And, and you, you have to have, uh, you know, the first nail that goes into the board that puts up the first plank on a house. And you have to start somewhere. And, uh, you know, if you put the first plank upright, well, then the others will follow in, in, in you know, uh, uh, the, the, the same lineup. And uh, you can sort of that way have a scale of things and know where you're coming and, you know, where, where you're going. So those things are important. Uh, there are some interesting, you know, geological terms uh, that come about in those geological eons, eras, and periods. Um, you know, uh, Cenozoic, uh, Mesozoic, uh, Mesozoic. Uh, you know, um, that's known for the uh, the mass extinction uh, 
at the end that kills the dinos- the kills the dinosaurs and uh other uh you know of, of uh, the animals uh but you know there's there was some very uh, uh interesting times uh you know that that the uh, early dinosaurs and and the other uh, later dinosaurs lived uh the uh, the astic uh time uh, early dinosaurs crocodiles turtles first mammals uh, the Jurassic, uh, you know, um, many, many seagoing uh, reptiles, uh, reptiles rather, and large dinosaurs, and even flying uh, dinosaurs are reptiles. Um, <clears throat> that was Jurassic. It's interesting that this word Jurassic also has a meaning of it, of mountains. And, uh, you know, when uh, we talk about uh, this... Uh, you know, the seven mountains upon which the woman sits, um, you know, it's tied into Babylon. Babylon is tied into, to, um, uh, you know, Lucifer and uh, to the uh, son of perdition, uh, who we've done teaching on that. We'll be doing more teaching, Lord willing. So, you know, mountains. <laughs> it's tied into Jurassic, Yeah. In the meaning of the name, that these these dinosaurs were called mountains. They were so huge, and and uh, so uh, uh, there is there is as we get into this teaching more and more here tonight, you'll see how uh, that has importance. Then of course there's the the, the, the creatacious, uh, uh, you know, uh, from, comes from a Latin word meaning uh, creta which uh, means chalk. I don't know where they put that together at, but, you know, it's, it's all there. But let's just real fast go through this now because I want to get into the teachings. Uh, sup- supposedly, according to the uh, geological uh, timescale uh, taught in schools and taught by the geologists and paleontologists and et cetera, et cetera, uh, Earth begins about 4.6 billion years ago. Uh, 3.4 billion years ago, the first one-celled organisms. 540 billion years ago, uh, the uh, Paleozoic era begins. Uh, someday I'd like to tell you about the creation of the Moran creatures, but that's not today. Um, 425 years ago, the first plants, uh, land plants, insects, first uh, uh, amphibians. Uh, 325 million years ago, the the Carboniferous period, uh, the Carboniferous period, uh, you know, uh, trees, seeds, ferns, uh, coal forest, uh, conifers, uh, reptiles. 250 million years ago, the Mesozoic uh, era, the first dinosaurs began roaming the earth. 180 years, 100 million years ago, the age of reptiles. Dinosaurs dominated the earth, uh, the first birds, they say, uh, and uh, first flowering plants were made visible at that time. Sixty million years ago, the Cenozoic era, um, the final, fi- finally the age of mammals and humans. Um, uh, we live in the Cenozoic era uh, before going into the uh, other aspects of, of the rest of this. Uh, let's just say that... Uh, you know, those are interesting things to think about, and uh, that's all the time I want to spend on that part of the geology. 
because uh, I've got some really good things to talk to you about. Last week I read this. I want to read it again. Luke eight seventeen, verse 17. For nothing, no thing, nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. Neither anything hid that shall not be made known and come abroad. <clears throat> I like that term, come abroad. That sort of catches my fancy. Things that, uh, you know, may be like the um, the secret of the um, the Ark of the Covenant. <clears throat> we discovered by the revelation of John that uh, it was in the temple uh, at the Father's house. Wow. <clears throat> that information came abroad. All right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's look at um, Take Heed, Therefore, uh, how you hear, for whatsoever has, uh, has, to him shall be given, and whosoever has not, from him shall be taken that which he seemeth to have. That is just such an incredible revelation. That is so deep, so profound, so absolutely open to one revelation upon another. It's manifold. There, there, there is no question of its manifold capability and meaning. Uh, it it uh, enfolds the actuality. It enfolds the uh, the permissible. It enfolds the possibility, and it enfolds the impossibility, and it enfolds that which was, and that which is, and that which is to come. Uh, for nothing, nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. Neither anything hid that shall not be made known and come abroad. Wow. That is sensationalism, absolutely sensationalism. You know, I pray that God will just apply the letters of of Revelation, uh, the insights of Revelations to your spiritual cognizance. Uh, last week we talked about, you know, the, the time gate, and we, we mentioned this teaching in um, Genesis 4-3 where it uses the word process of time. And we showed how that, this word process incorporates in it some really interesting uh, meanings and and uh, how that um, it, it, it has in it uh, the message of, um, you know, um, of something that stops its continuation, you know, to, to uh, cut asunder uh, to the utmost uh, after the border. Um, these are all from um, numbers of, of the Strong's Concordance in the Hebrew Dictionary that I shared with you, you know, like uh, 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 7093, uh, uh, the word process and extremity, uh, and then connecting with the uh, uh, Strong's Concordance number 7112 to cast asunder, to cut in pieces, uh, connecting with 7097, and 7093 after the border. Uh, you know, um, it, this is, I, I just see so much in that. You know, when I look at that and I read that, it, it, it's telling me so much. Includes also 7096 and 7093, you know, uh, something being cut short, something being cut off before it was planned. This is that fifth day of, of the genera uh, generation day of Lucifer in which it was cut short. It's basically cut in half, cut asunder, 
you know, put part of it in suspension. And, and it's involved in the process of time, which is connected to the Cain, who is of the evil one, as it spoke of in John uh, 3.12 and in Jude uh, 10 uh, through 11, uh, gone in the way of Cain. Uh, all of these things are so incredibly connected and how that this also involves the changing of the time as as it speaks of not particularly but but uh, correspondingly as an example in Daniel 7:25 where that they will even think to change change the times and how that those kind of incidents have happened from before and then it even you know gets into uh you know the uh the Kisva uh 7099 uh, connected with uh, 7097, the end, the edge, uh, the uh, the innermost part. Uh, wow, it, it's, it's exciting to to all of a sudden find these revelations, you know, in the word like that. And uh, uh, we're going to really open up some things along that line here uh, even further. Let's just take a fast peek here um, at a scripture and and just. Be careful how you hear this. That's how that's the, the ad, admonition of the Bible, of the Word of God. You know, let him that hath ear to hear what the Spirit says to the church, but be careful how you do hear it. Romans nine twenty two through 23. What, what if God, this is a question, this is from the Bible now, I'm reading this from, from the King James Version. What if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. Now, people say, why? Why this long period of time? God Can't God just speak in, in an instant and everything just all of a sudden be? Well, all things are possible with God. But you have to understand that has one meaning to you with your understanding of time, with, with the understanding of the, of the Elohim, the gods, you know, that, that is not relative because your time is not uh, in synchronization, uh, synchronization with um, the, the timing of the angels. And, and millions of years is, you know, like, like really nothing with them. And uh, so timing is so different, especially when you understand the manifest teachings that the Alpha and the Omega happen at the same time. So it, it is, is so absolutely essential to catch on to this. Romans nine twenty two twenty three. Let's read it again. What if God, willing to show his wrath to make his power known, endured with such, uh, such long-suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? There are, are vessels that have been made over the long period of time. D- during the, the, the fifth day generation, uh, Luciferian day uh, of creation, uh, that were made as ve- uh, fitted uh, vessels uh, of destruction. Uh, Jude 10 calls them brute beast. Uh, they're like made to be destroyed. Um, the Bible talks in Jude 4 about how that there were certain men uh, before of old ordained, now, th- these weren't ordained by God. These weren't ordained by priests. These were ordained, you know, by devils. Just like it says in, I believe it's the uh, 13th uh, chapter of uh, of, uh, of the book of Matthew, where uh, there is a discovery that these tares, T-A-R-E-S, had been sown. And, and, and it was that while certain people that 
were supposed to be tending uh, their harvest were asleep, that these devils went out and sowed them. And, and so that all creation now has the genetics in them of these tares. And, and so this thing of Jude 4, uh, certain men crept in uh, before of old ordained uh, to, to do devilment, to do evil work. And, and uh, this is so sensational uh, in its deep of meaning because uh, here you've got God saying, uh, yeah, I, I've known about this destructive thing that was going on, but, you know, I allowed it. I, 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 I suffered with it so that ultimately in this long suffering that these vessels of wrath fitted for destruction could be manifested as to what the realization of that whole uh, epic was about. Uh, because that then would fulfill the scripture that I read to you, that there is no secrets. There is nothing that is going to be hid. There is nothing that's going to get by without being told. And and it's going to all come abroad. It's going to all be known. And so here we have that there are these, Jude 4, these ancient uh, type of, of humans that were brutal beast type of persons that were ordained not only to be what they were then by Lucifer, Satan, but are ordained to come back in the future and to invade the church world and to invade the the the, the Christian walk and and uh, all of those kind of things. And we we're going to get deep into that. We're we're going to you know, get deep into that. So so it's 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 exciting. It's real exciting. Okay. Now. In uh, Isaiah forty five eighteen, it says, "He, but it, that would go along with meaning the gods created the earth not in vain. Uh, they created, they they formed it to be inhabited uh, from the very beginning when this this earth was brought into uh, the capability of 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 uh, of enhancing and providing uh, the kind of." Uh, mediumship of livability that it needed uh, for there to be uh, creations live on it that was not an accident it was a, it was it was not uh, done by uh, a vanity uh, it was not done in vain it was formed to be inhabited there was a plan there there was a, a whole uh, constituency of, of of ideas that were attached to the idea of the first uh, the reality of the first domain and and the ultimate uh, reseeding of the of, of the or continuous seeding I should say of the first domain with uh, uh, souls that would recognize and love God so it's very 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 interesting now when we start getting into these these things about, um, you know, uh, numbers, uh, they go way back in the Bible, more so than what people realize. In Genesis twenty four sixty, in G Genesis twenty four sixty, you see, it it uh, it has a very interesting uh, statement here. Um, it says, "Rebecca, thou art our sister. Be thou." the mother of thousands of millions and let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. Now, Rebecca was the wife of Abraham. He loved her so much. Uh, let me get that straight, of Isaac. 
Rebecca was the wife of Isaac, and um, who was the offspring of Abraham. And um, it's so important to get that straight, to see how that these large numbers. Well, what happens if we start taking that, you know, thousands times millions? I mean, we can get some interesting numbers. I won't, won't do that today. We're just going to run out of time if I do. But let thy seed possess the gate, the time gate. <laughs> and in Genesis uh, twenty-five, twenty-three, it was said of, of Rebecca while she was pregnant that there are two nations in her womb. And the manner of those two nations is, that, is the manner of two different kinds of people. Now, this next thing I'm going to share with you might freak you out a little bit. But we talked about, first before I get into it, about the Elohim. And if you look up the word in the Hebrew Strong's Concordance, number 430, you'll see that Elohim does mean a pluralist, pluralistic uh, meaning. That there was a singular word that could have been used in Numbers 4.33, which is a loa, or in Numbers 4.10 uh, of the the Hebrew concordance, el. And, and that both of those, loa and el, can represent either uh, uh, the holy God or the, or the unholy God. And um, as we begin to see, there is provision in the Bible. And there is a lot of provision uh, that is found in... Um, you know, the Strong's Concordance, which is based from the Hebrew and the Greek and based from uh, bringing various uh, revelation. Now, I really enjoy uh, the writings of and, and translations of, of uh, Strong. And, and uh, uh, I know there have been, you know, changes made even in the book of Strong's by new translators, but I endear myself to the old translations uh, I, I realize there's a few places that are technically a little differentiated uh, with some of the new findings that came from the from the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls and so forth like that. But still, there is some beautiful, beautiful things. Now, there's a couple uh, things I like in, to bring to you in Hebrew uh, Strong's uh, number 1281, uh, Barak, uh, Bar, uh, you know. Uh, or is pronounced uh, Bariach. Um, the uh, message there is the fleeing serpent. The fleeing, fleeing serpent. It also talks about the fugitive. And it also says that it also, uh, it also uh, denotes the, uh, the serpent constellation in the cosmos. So this is not a small little Hebrew connection because... Uh, Bariak uh, has a message about a fleeing serpent, a fugitive. It has a message about the constellation, the cosmos. So the 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 framework of it is extensive, and and it it covers a lot. Now there's another word uh, in the Hebrew uh, called um, um, in 1471, uh, G O Y. The I is is produced like an I or an E. Uh, so it's pronounced uh, goe, G-O, accentuation point, E-E, goe, goe. Now, 
Strongs did something very unusual here. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, this would be changed from what other translators would do. But, you know, they did not have, they do not have his depth that he had. Because what he did is he translated this word goey, not only to the word nation, but he, 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 he enhanced it with having some other very deep meanings, like in the sense of massing. It's a, a massing of, of people or critters, uh, like a troop of animals, uh, he says, or a flight of locusts. Now, where, when you, know, when you make the comparative of 1471 to nations and so forth like that, where in the whole Bible does he come up with this additional meaning of, you know, the massing and a troop or a flight of locusts. Well, it is there. And if you go to that 1471, he further, he further expands it uh, by calling it a foreign nation, which uh, it's not out of line at all to translate that foreign uh, nation, in this particular case of, of 1471, as an alien nation. So the Goes are nations, but not all of the nations are the particular kind of Goes that represents the flight of the locusts, these troops of animals or troops of beings, and are alien nations. Now, when we start doing the root study on this Goe, this Hebrew 1471. 1471 is the same root as 1465. And the word of the meaning in 1465 is the word back, B-A-C-K. This word back is a secret code word. It's a, it's a satanic message. Secret imbued satanic command. And this 1465 back is connected to 1471. And that's part of where all this thing that that Strong's is trying to tell about the locusts and the, the troop of the animals and the massing and the alienation is about. Then you connect 1460 back with the word 1475, or pardon me, with the uh, Hebrew number 1475 in the Strong's Concordance Dictionary which means a body dead or alive. And it also connects the 1465 with 1460 to not only the 1475, but to the 1458, which is also the word back. So let's say it again. 1471 connects with 1465. 1465 connects with 1460. 1460 connects with 1475 and 1458 or especially with 1458, which connects to the 1460. Then we go on. Other roots. This also connects with 1354, which means back, which connects to 1342, which means to rise, which connects to 1479, which means to be hollow. The, the, the number 1354, Strong's Concordance Dictionary Hebrew, also ties in that word back with ring and hollow curve. Uh, connects to the root 1356 from 1461 and 1462 
from 1461, which means locusts. Now there is where he's getting the word locusts because it's, it's way down the root system and connected. Now, uh, we can also connect it, uh, those uh, to uh, 14, um, uh, 13 uh, being connected to, four, to 14, uh, 16. Uh, so 14, 16 comes from 14, 13 then. 14, 13 means a crowd, a troop, a gathering, a massing. So there is where he's getting all this extra from. He's not taking it from that single little uh, uh, word, uh, you know, Goey of 1471, but he's going back into the root system and here he's getting all this information, you know, you know, about, about the, the troops, about the flight of the locusts, about the massing, about the alien nation. Uh, and, and, and that is, you know, proof of why it is so important to make all these connections, you know? And so we got the, the 1460 from the 1413, which is all connected all the way back to, you know, to the, to the, uh, 1471, when you follow all the connections, it's like the scarlet thread, you know, or like the dark thread, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a, a chain connection. Okay. So then we got, we've got. The, it, it connected to uh, to um, uh, fourteen thirteen, also uh, being fourteen sixty four, which means crowd attack invade. Now you've got the whole message there in the Bible from all these different words that I was telling you about last week. How important these words were, how important to know these words, how important important to have the insight of these words because there are messages there, there are codes there. In fact. Even the word Gog, G-O-G, has a connection in its 1463 and 1462 and 1461 by being what's called a relational association. Because when that was done by Strong, uh, he marked Gog as an uncertain derivative Nevertheless, it still has the same root. 1463 has the same root as 1462 and 1461. And so it connects back to all of this thing of the word back, going back in time, going back, bringing something back. That is just so, so interesting. So interesting. You know, <clears throat> there, there are so many revelations. This back revelation, uh, you know, ties into the intervals of space and the interval of interval of time, the interval of in intervention, um, the interval of space of separation between two opposing forces, <clears throat> the unpassable interval that it talks about in the Greek of uh, Strong's Concordance of fifty four ninety. All of these having long-range tie-in to page 77 of the Seven Thunders book that I told you about, of the six dimensions, three being physical and three being counter-dimensions, and how those counter-dimensions uh, are used as intervals of space. And, and, and they are counter-dimensions of the, the three physical dimensions that we live in but they are not seen because they're counter dimensions. 
So it is, it is so important, you know, to, to get this revelation. And this was told, this story, in uh, Luke 16, uh, 26, Luke 16, 26, you know, uh, and this Greek, uh, Greek uh, Strong's Dictionary uh, uh, translation of 5490, where Abraham, uh, you know, was with the, uh, the, um, the, the poor beggar, and then the, the rich man, uh, he went into this uh, great gulf uh, and that was fixed so that they could not pass uh, from hence uh, one to the other. And, and uh, so that was all a, a special revelation uh, of uh, this interval of separation, even called the bottomless pit, which I've talked about already. And, uh, you know, um, and Lucifer and his prison. Uh, his self-restriction of of uh, case profile uh, as he prepares himself for the for the legal case that is coming ahead at the day of the white throne judgment. Uh, those things are just so important. You remember, we talked about in in Revelations twelve one the word wonder. You know, the first verse, the, a wonder appeared in heaven, and and we took the Greek uh, Strong's Concordance forty five ninety two, and it showed how that. That it was connected with, um, and came from Strong's uh, forty-five ninety-one, and uh, it represented um, from the word "sema" a mark, an indication, a sig- a sign or significance. So that this uh, sign has got so much to do with a revelation about what this whole thing of the woman uh, that ends up falling to earth and representing a trillion ophanims and of the dragon that rises up to destroy her uh it's all a part of this of this whole thing about uh back and the goies and and I'm not through with telling you about that that secret about what that all means about the back and the goies we, we we're just opening up so we can talk about it but we talked last week from Isaiah 29 how art thou fallen o lucifer and we talked that there is a there is a connection to all of that. Uh, the whisper in thine heart, uh, you know, I will ascend into heaven. Uh, I will be exalted. I will exalt my throne. I'll be above the stars of God. I will be like the most high, um, you know. And his secret, his secret of the tares, his secret whisper of the star wormwood, uh, his secret plan of this a Bible code called back, which basically is a negative regeneration of brute beast species, uh, implants of Lucifer Satan that at the right signal, the right time, are to come back uh, and 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 uh, 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 come back in their uh, brutal uh, uh, beast-like creations, uh, but under various uh, uh, secretive, hidden type of forms. It's all part of what is to happen with wormwood and that's why um Moses way back in the in the bible's Deuteronomy 29:18 um uh, said that um you know uh, let there be among you a, a uh, let there not be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood uh he recognized these these tares he recognized the wormwood he recognized all of the these things that uh you know uh, had been planted and 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 that these were uh acts of 
Satan's bioengineering, and these were acts of, of Satan's imaging and plans. You know what? I have run out of time, and I, I, I can't hardly believe it. I haven't even opened the subject, uh, hardly, hardly at all in, in my book. I wanted to say so much more. But, you know, I, reckon I, I, I recommend that this teaching today that you listen to it again and again. So you'll be prepared for next week when I get into this story of the back, of the bringing back of Satan, bringing back some of these things that, that happened in the, 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 the fifth day of creation, which he, he was the creative angel of that fifth day, uh, and, and how that's going to affect the future and what all these things are going to mean. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I also want to mention that last week um, we had some some problems with the computer and different things happening. Uh, when some of that got put onto the the broadcast, uh, it had sort of I call them pock marks in the in in the sound uh, system or in the sound uh, you know propagation. And even when I was singing, it was miss, kept missing all these little pock marks and so forth. But um, uh, I thank God for Brian, um, uh, our um, uh, you know master of of uh, electronics. He went back. He he fit it, fixed that, put it back together. Uh, it sounds so good now. So I recommend you to go back and and listen again on the archives to uh, Whisper of Satan. Uh, 14. Listen again to this whisper of Satan 15. God bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. My wife at the Baldwin Organ.